On Fat Cat Tuesday, we gotta have leprechaun sex. Leprechaun sex. Leprechaun sex. You got to have your leprechaun sex on Fat Cat Tuesday. Leprechaun sex. Wash your green digit in your shamrock shake from McDonald's and loving it. Leprechaun sex. Leprechaun sex on St. Pate's Day. And keep it sick and keep it wrong on Leprechaun sex St. Pate's Day. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. Let's go. What's up there, Wacker? You look like you have that post-St. Patrick's Day green face going on right now. Did you get wasted last bit. night? Not too bad. My butt- new thing is that I decide to go home. Which is sometimes hard. Instead, wait, instead of just like just drinking for the duration till bars close, like till two a.m., you go home, or just till you have to till you have to go home. Like you're you're just so trash, you can't even stand up or talk. Or your friend walks you home. That's the right. best. Yeah, I'm not doing that now. Now I'm deciding to go home. Now I'm saying like, I'm pretty fucked up. I'm gonna go home. <laughs> I usually wait till I do something embarrassing, like fall off a stool. See, that's what I'm talking about. I'm trying to avoid that sort of situation. Falling off a stool or getting slapped by a bird. Yeah, or just saying (laughs) something completely idiotic and offensive to one of your friends that you then have to hear about the next day. So Just deciding to go home. And plus, because last night was, you know, St. Patrick's Day. There's so many people at the bar that that encouraged me also to leave. It's kind of an annoying night to go drinking. Like, Saturday night... And especially in Hollywood, this area over here is an annoying night to go out drinking anyway, because the bars are all packed. But on St. Patrick's you mean every Day, Saturday, yeah, yeah every the, the weekends are kind of lame. I mean, you, you have to because I work during the week. But it's like it just it kind of sucks because it's like the par- the parking costs two times as much. Every play, every bar you go to is packed. But on St. Patrick's Day, it's two times as packed. Right. I don't know. It's it's just one of those things. It's like if you want to deal with a bunch of white people getting shit faced and puking on each other, then why not? You know, you only get to see that once a year. Yeah, but D- whatever. During the day is my new thing. Just go out during the day to the bar. Butt chug a couple shamrock shakes. Sounds like a butt sounds chug. like a butt good chugging's time. a fake <laughs> trend, by the way. I like saying it though. I like saying butt chug. It just sounds pretty cool. So my St. Patrick's Day totally sucked. I didn't even go out last night. Totally sucked. It was mean? the worst St. Patrick's Day I think I've ever protesting had. Protesting green beer? No, no. The reason I didn't is because... Remember, you probably already forgot because you never actually really listened to anything I say. <laughs> but um, I told you a while ago they auditioned for a reality show called about, about musical chairs. Yeah, I seem to remember something like that. Vaguely. Well, okay. This was like months ago. Like three or four months ago, I auditioned for this reality show called Oh Sit, and it's extreme musical chairs. Like you go through a wipeout style obstacle course to get one to get on one of those chairs, and you're gradually eliminated. I think that you like compete against twelve people. 
And then you win a cake? No, you win a lot of money. They wouldn't tell me how much, but they said you win a lot of money. So, um, so I auditioned for it, whatever. They, they, they called me, I auditioned for it. The same people that, uh, auditioned, that uh, casted me for Fear Factor that I didn't get on. They thought I'd be good for this show, so they called me out of the blue and I went in there. Didn't You're hear more, back from them for months. Musical chairs is more your speed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think the musical chairs. What's thing next? Sounds, the pin the tail and the donkey reality show? <laughs> duck, duck, goose, actually. Oh, yeah, you'd be good at that. But extreme duck, duck, goose. Like right. you wear spikes, like spiked uh, ninja claw things on your hands. And you punch the guy in the back of the head when he's the goose? Pretty much. Um, so anyway, I didn't hear back from them. This past week, they sent me an email saying, you've been selected in the final round. You got to be available for the time trial. Obstacle course swimming time trial on Sunday at 8 a.m. So this uh, Sunday, um, I had to go up to I don't know, L.A. Valley College or something. There's just uh, no mention of the fact that it's the day after St. Patrick's Day. Ah, dude, it, it, I couldn't believe it. It was so fucking early. And there were tons of people there. There must have been at least 100 people there. And I, I could tell right off the bat that as soon as I got up there, I'm like, wow, I'm significantly older than most of the people here. Maybe they're a couple my age. Uh-huh. But You're I would, in the oldest group, though, for sure. I would say majority of the people were like 20 to 25. Maybe, maybe like 19 to 25. And then there are a couple people like over 30 and maybe one other person over 35. And so I was looking around just like, wow, these people are extremely fit as well. But, you know, I could probably hang with them. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, not, I'm not in horrible shape. I'm not in great shape. I drink a lot. I, I smoke probably too much. But I figured, you know, who knows? I mean, it's how hard could this really be? It was fucking hard, Wackerly. I'm too old for this bullshit. They made us swim like three laps. I was... What's the last time you did that? Swam a lap? Three. Olympic-sized <laughs> pool. I don't even know. Oh, I don't know if I've ever swam a lap. I mean, okay. I like swimming. I don't think I've I swam. Just, I just more like splash around in the water. I don't think I've swam a lap since high school. Is like, a lap like one trip down the pool? Yeah, and they're, they're in lanes. Like, the pool's in lanes. So it's like one end to the other is a lap. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't seem so bad. Oh, dude, I got killed. Hey, these, <laughs> these guys, like, this one dude's like a swimming Did they let you wear your water wings? No, and that's another reason. I risked my life to do this. I'm not a strong swimmer. Never have been. But uh, I don't know. And plus, it just takes a long time to doggy paddle, like, that far. Like, you know, three Yeah, you don't like to put your face under the water. <laughs> I don't like to get my hair wet if it can be avoided. <laughs> so then oh, after like that, we all had to go. Way. So you're freezing. It's freezing. It's like 46 degrees. You had to go swim in this, this pool. At least the pool was heated. But then afterwards, oh. we I go over to this. I thought you were trying to tell me the water was 46 degrees. No, that would, have been, that would have been terrible. Um, but then, then afterwards, we go to this obstacle course. And this thing was fucking insane. You had to like climb up ropes, go through these like this crazy tire swing thing, crawl under like military style under these... I don't know, bars. I mean, it was pretty... Yeah, was, unless, unless you're a Navy SEAL, this doesn't like sound like an activity befitting an adult. It sounds like something <laughs> like a 12-year-old should be doing in gym class. I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I did it, and I raced against five people. I came in third, and uh, my <laughs> oh, body nice still showing. hurts. Th that was this morning, and I'm still in pain right now. Like, I'm, I'm just too physically old for this. Did you put some Ben Gay on? 
You know, I'm going to probably just kind of get into my bath there, just fill it up with Bengay and just sort of slide Sits around. <laughs> what, what else do old people do? <laughs> I don't put know. A, put uh, a Epsom hot salt. water bottle on your back? Epsom salt. That's what I need. But so I don't know. You know, they're going to contact me if I, if I made it, which I doubt it. But I'm just trying to decide if, you know, is it okay to have my public meltdown if I don't make the reality show? Or do I need to be a reality show star first? In order to have my public meltdown. I think you should become a star before you have a full-blown Hollywood meltdown. Well, we're, we're somewhat internet famous. That doesn't count. Doesn't count for... Uh... Well, you can have a you can have a on-podcast meltdown and, like, quit the show. That's about as far as it goes. But, I mean, if we were in, like, a, you know, a, like a Kmart and you ended up, like, putting, no, just running around in know. women's pantyhose shitting yourself, that... That wouldn't matter. They would say, they just, internet, they would just think you're internet one of those personality, that Lance Wackerly. <laughs> There's two exceptions. Like I said, you can have a meltdown on the show. Or if you were actually at the podcast convention, you could probably legitimately have, have a meltdown. So, so a star I guess, level meltdown. Because you're at the podcast convention, one person might know who you are. Well, the important thing here is I want to have a public meltdown, but I should probably wait till I'm on the reality show first. So I need reality show fame, and then I can have my public meltdown. Yeah. All right. So the, the reason I'm talking about this is because I was quite impressed by the fleeting fame of uh, Jason Russell, who we oh, spoke about famous. last week. Well, he's still pretty <laughs> no, he's famous. Infamous. But you know, it, it's funny because he's one of the first people who's ever been on an intro, the subject of an intro, two weeks in a row here on Sick and Wrong. But it's last week, last week he had the the greatest viral video of all time about stopping Coney, two thousand twelve. Sure. Um, he's one of the founders of Invisible Children. This week, he had a full public meltdown in San Diego. He was found masturbating in public, vandalizing cars, and uh, possibly. Under the influence of something. Jeez. And the best thing about it is they got it all on video. Yeah, and you know how I said I didn't watch the Coney video? I've watched this video like five <laughs> times. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is they show him, like, he's on the street corner, butt naked. Like, uh, I, th I think he should change the name of the company to Visible Nutsack. <laughs> Makes more sense. But he's on, he's on the corner, and he's just pounding on the pavement like Hulk smash. Naked. Naked, but naked. And he's squatting down. and you, I'm, The video that I saw, they had it pixelated out, but I'm sure he just was open hole mooning everybody on the street. <laughs> he should have harvested that moon. But, but then they showed there's that extended video that someone yeah, else Yeah, you should took. point out there's two versions. I think yeah. most people have seen the, the one that's far away, and you just see mostly the Hulk smash. And, now and that was only 20 one. seconds. But there's now another this one. new one that's up close. <laughs> and he's just kind of... Like, I would say, I don't know, either prancing. He's definitely very fabulous in this video. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't get that, that inkling from watching the Coney thing. I didn't really look at him and be like, oh, that guy's really gay. But after watching this video and looking at the pictures of him now, that dude, he's got full-on gay face and just gay body language. Yeah, he's very gay. And he's very... One thing, because we didn't really research this last week for a while, he's super religious. This whole Invisible Children thing is, like, very evangelical. And they people have unearthed tapes of him talking to, you know, big Christian youth groups and everything. Yeah, he's and very... And it's clear that he's a self-hating, closeted gay man. And, yeah, I mean, he's like, like Ted Haggard. And he has a beard. He has a kid. His beard wife. And he has his kid. 
He probably never had sex with her. And now all of a sudden he's like well, forced he did this, once. Well, now he's forced <laughs> in the spotlight. So when he does get caught in a rest stop bathroom, it's probably going to be it's probably going to precipitate another public meltdown. Yeah. But this maybe this meltdown. one's going to be like a thermonuclear version, which would be great. So yeah. so this is my favorite part of the story here. Is due to the nature of the detention, he was not arrested, says Lieutenant Andre Brown. Actually, I think what they meant to say is due to his skin color, his uh, fact that he was a rich, blonde, white, Christian male. Yeah. He was In not San arrested. In San Diego. That yeah. gets you a lot. <laughs> um, his wife, I guess now, you know, now uh, you, you have his, uh, his uh, partners over at Invisible Children totally backpedaling, trying to do a triage here and salvage their reputation. Because last week, everybody loved Invisible Children. A week later, everybody's like, what did I donate money to? This guy well, everybody, everybody started hating it before this meltdown. I think he had the meltdown because everybody's hating him. Well, that's what uh, his wife, Danica Russell here, or I mean his beard, uh, yeah, she his released beard. a statement saying, uh, she wrote, James has never had a substance abuse or drinking problem. That's a lot of shit. And this episode wasn't caused by either of those things. But yes, he did some irrational things brought on by extreme exhaustion and dehydration and closet homosexuality. Well, actually, yeah, that's, no, yeah, <laughs> that's out that there. Part. But she also said the Coney 2012 film brought a lot of attention to Russell. And he took many of the criticisms made against the film personally. It was the haters, man. The haters. Spelt with a Z. Well, he, that's what he wanted was all this publicity. And he can't handle it. I don't feel bad for him. Faggot. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. It's a win-win uh, for the internet I wonder, trolls. I, do you think his partner, his part, those other two dudes from the video and all the photographs, are they his partners? I don't know. Like, you know do you, in do you that sense, like, in the gay sense, do you think they're just like James? We're only supposed to have naked playtime indoors. <laughs> yeah, that's private time. That's private time. You made it public time, and now we're all fucked. <laughs> Thanks naked a lot. Hulk smash. But it was a great meltdown. I. It was a great meltdown. But I don't think it was an epic meltdown. You don't think it'll be remembered in the annals of meltdowns? Well, but there's a couple things. I, I, I mean, okay, yeah, we, we levied some criticisms against the Coney video. So I want to criticize some of this, uh, this meltdown here he had, too. The second video they've made? <laughs> the second become video. become famous for? <laughs> well, my first criticism was, dude, it was on the sidewalk right in San Diego. He could have gone somewhere a little more public, like an airport, a mall. I mean, he was near the beach, it looked like. Yeah, but only how many people really saw it? Just a few people. I guess enough to have it get it on well, video. But you can get, yeah, get it on video, video anyway. Everybody's seen it. No one was hurt. There's no feces being smeared or thrown. Yeah, that's you know? true. It was just. He was I, naked, though. You got to give him points for being naked. I give him points for being naked, and I give him points for the Hulk smash. I like that. Like bare ass naked. Was bare. He, did he have shoes on? I can't remember. He had socks on at one point, socks. but I think those came off. But you know, in the era, in the era of uh, of the the meltdown, because I mean, now it's you know, usually you hear about mass celebrity meltdowns, and this is like the day and age of the celebrity meltdown who just can't handle the celebrity who just can't handle their fame, whether it be right. they have manic, you know, manic depressive disorder, bipolar disorder, um, a lot of OCD celebrities kind of freak out, narcissistic personality murder, disorder, a lot of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> but so I, I was thinking, like, I want to have my meltdown. And who to go to? I mean, I, I was impressed by Jason Russell, but I was more impressed by some of these other famous meltdowns here. Um, these aren't my favorite, but I'll, I'll get to my favorite in a second. So did you, everyone heard about Charlie Sheen's famous meltdown last year? 
infamous. And it was brilliant. I mean, he did really lose his shit yeah. in public, you know. Uh, Mel Gibson, that was also a very entertaining one. And he not only several, that, right? the, well, there was the, he was pulled over and ran, ran in about Jews, like the anti-Semitic rant. But then he also had that like horrible. <laughs> had a Jewish cop, or a cop that he thought was Jewish. I don't even know if the cop was really Jewish. And then that horrible threatening phone call to his wife. Um, I think there were several threatening phone calls to his wife, and they got all strung together because she sort of took all the uh, voicemail recordings and made one big long recording. Yeah, it was great. And then the the visible like uh, you know degradation of Amy Winehouse. Although that was over a period of a few years, but she had a few public episodes that were definitely embarrassing. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston. But the, you know these ones are just kind of like okay, you know they've been in the public eye, they're overexposed. But there's been some others, and my favorite, my favorite, hands down, my favorite public meltdown of all time was none other than the Godfather of Soul himself, James Brown. <laughs> Do you remember that? Vaguely, yeah. If I'm ever I mean, going I, to I've have... seen him on, he's been on interviews before. I've seen him on interviews where he sort of loses his shit and starts going off about smoking crack and usually you just can't even understand what he's saying. Because it's, yeah, he's just babbling incoherently. But I think he was interviewed by someone and she was asking him questions about, I think he... Didn't he beat his wife with a lead pipe or something in the 80s? And yeah, she's asking questions about this, and he's just like, living in America. That's <laughs> the one I'm talking about. It's a brilliant interview. You should check that out, people. But the, the, this is what, the, the episode that I'm talking about happened, I believe it was in the, like the late 80s. It's 1988. James Brown arrested again. And uh, what ended up happening here, and this is just a brilliant public meltdown, he was arrested after a two-state auto chase. That ended after authorities shot out two tires on his truck. They didn't just blockade <laughs> him in. You know, they had to shoot out two tires on his truck. Why um, were the it, cops after him to begin with? I think it was because he, his wife called the police again. And he threatened her and he had a shotgun. He was high on PCP. Then he got into his pickup truck and was ramming just random cars on the street. And then he tried Ram ramming speed. Yeah. <laughs> he tried ramming police cars during the during the chase. Uh, they shot out his tires in South Carolina. So he went from Georgia to South Carolina. And then he was running on just two steel rims on the front and he drove about six miles like that till they That's finally apprehended fun. him. Sparks and, uh, are shooting everywhere. Yeah, when they found a shotgun, uh PCP, he was just had all this drug paraphernalia. But the funny thing about it is he was fined $1,200 in order to perform a benefit concert for abused children. That's it. It's good to be James Brown. <laughs> Privileges. You, it would be, how awesome would it be the cop that actually arrested James Brown? It would be pretty awesome. Yeah. I'd get my picture taken with him. Oh, and then You remember that mugshot? It's one of the most famous right. mugshots of James Brown. I think that might be my favorite celebrity meltdown. Well, what's your favorite celebrity meltdown? That's an epic meltdown right there. Not to pick on black celebrities, but uh, I like Martin Lawrence myself. <laughs> you know, black people definitely have a flair, flair for the flamboyance, you know? Of, of a good meltdown requires you to be pretty flamboyant. In uh, 1996, he um, became increasingly erratic and was arrested after he reportedly brandished a pistol and screamed at tourists on Ventura Boulevard, which is like a main drag in Los Angeles, right? Was this post the Martin show? During, I believe. Okay, so this was like the pinnacle of his fame. 
Yeah. Uh, and here, here's a good uh, tip for you, D. Before you get, before you have a meltdown, it's good to have a PR rep, a public relations representative, Just because they make things over. better. Salvage his my P- career. His PR person, and this is what uh, the the Coney video guy, his wife said too. His PR person blamed it on exhaustion and dehydration. <laughs> I've been pretty dehydrated drugs. before. It, it <laughs> equals I, drugs and, and not sleeping for three days. Yeah. When did that? When did PR people get gain the ability just to tell people, uh, the, you know, the public bald face lies, and we just accept it? <laughs> oh, he was dehydrated. Maybe he should have had some juice. If he slept, then he would have been all better. If he just got a few more hours of sleep, you know, a little bit of more shut eye, he'd have yeah. been fine. Similarly, uh, in August of 1999, uh, this was several years later. He actually slipped into a, this is kind of a this is I think this is going over the line when it comes to meltdowns don't do this. He went into a 3-day coma after collapsing from once again heat exhaustion <laughs> while jogging in 100 degree heat while wearing several layers of heavy clothing. Uh he al- almost died. He had a body temperature of 107 Fahrenheit. What was he wearing that like a, like was it like a leather tracksuit? Did he wear like leather jumpsuits kind of? Right. I think maybe you know those uh weight loss suits that like jockeys and wrestlers jog in so they sweat like as much as possible. He was wearing and one of those. You take it off and yeah, I think so. But you know, why would you wear something like that? Because you're on drugs and it seems like a good idea. He blamed one of these or maybe both of them he, when he finally fessed up. He said he was really high on marijuana. which is like funny because you want them to admit that they are on drugs but then they even lie about the drug they're on marijuana you weren't really stoned what's funny about that too is like how many times have you ever got stoned and said i'm gonna go jogging exactly sounds like a great idea i'm gonna gonna do a marathon session of watching south park (laughs) i've done that before You know who had a good one? Christian Slater back in 97. And he had been in like a spate of movies at that point. Like True Romance and I mean all those 80s movies. Um, Pump up the volume. Yeah. He was definitely quite famous. Maybe this was, he was already kind of descending. His fame was sort of, uh, it reached his peak and he was on his way down here. But he was nabbed in, it was 1994 at JFK Airport with a gun in his bag. He was binging on tequila, vodka, and cocaine when he punched a female acquaintance in the face, chomped nice. a man in the chest who came to her defense, kicked a janitor in the stomach, and grabbed a cop's gun. He said he had no recollection of his wild behavior and just woke up in jail saying, where am I? <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. Cocaine and a tequila, I can believe that. But that's what I'm talking about. I'm totally going to go that route. I think I'm going to do it in a public situation, like a public setting, probably maybe an airplane. Take it one step further. Yeah. I think there's something to be said for, even if it's not as dramatic, you know, making sure your meltdown doesn't end up with you getting your ass kicked by the cops or other people. Yeah, and then being zip tied. But okay, that, l- hear me out. Or, this getting, is my- or getting raped in prison. Then you might want to avoid that also. Mine's going to be a bit premeditated here. But here, here's my plan. Tell me what you think about it. Say if it's yay or nay. All right, you ready? Okay, right. I was thinking of being completely butt naked under a kid's Scooby Doo. Uh, come on, obviously. You've got to be naked. Under I'm what? Definitely though? naked. A kid's Scooby Doo costume. So it's going to be a little bit too small for me. 
but okay. it will fit tight and snug. How about um, just the mask? I guess I could do that, but I think at first I might wear the whole outfit. Maybe a maybe oh. one of those tear away outfits, and then tear it away. Tear it away. I'm all right. Um, I'm behind that. I could either be that. I was thinking airplane, or I could maybe be at like a Justin Bieber concert and just pay for really good seats and just have <laughs> them. Or a Chris yeah. Brown concert. You want to be at the front of the arena for sure for maximum visibility. I would take Chris a Brown. full drug cocktail prepared in advance. PCP fifth of really good tequila. Acid, Coke, Special K. Just a melange of narcotics. Just all mixed together. I think you want to go for the lower shelf tequila myself for maximum craziness. Don't go for some good refined tequila. Don't don't you think at least it tastes good, though? Let me just do... Because I could just knock back a fifth of that, no problem. Cuervo, I probably Are you committed to this meltdown or not? So you're thinking I should just get a bottle of Cuervo? Yeah. Right. Or worse. <laughs> they right. make worse. So melange of narcotics and a bottle of Cuervo. And I'm just going to go full G.G. Allen. You know, running around butt naked, throwing my poo on people, singing like, um, I don't know, like your kisses on my list or something at the top of my lungs. Maybe you know, try maybe you should Chris throw Brown in an homage poo. to Bob Madigan and while you're naked, let your dick on fire. Okay, that's a, that, that's a good idea. That is a really good idea. So light my pubes on fire. And say this one's for Bob, and, but nobody will know what you're talking about. It'll just sound like more incoherent ramblings. Fans of the show will know. But so now you, you think I should just wait till I'm a reality show to do this? Like a reality show star? I definitely would recommend waiting. All right. I, I guess I will. But I, I don't know. I, I think if you're going to do, do a meltdown, you should go big. You gotta go big. So, uh, people, this is episode uh, 321 here of uh, Sick and Wrong. A quick recap of last week's show. I don't know if we've ever had a story win by as many votes as this last story did, uh, the story from last week. We did two. We did one about a mad Chinese dad who bit his son's dick off. And the second story is about a San Diego housewife killed by a cannonball. The mad Chinese dad story won by a landslide victory of over, like, 200 votes. Whoa. Just, just. I mean, there are a lot of votes, but that one just won by two hundred, like a two hundred vote margin. It was people definitely were sickened by that story. So, congratulations, there, listener number one. You won sick and wrong, episode three twenty. People, you know the way the show works. Uh, Wackley and I present the most disturbing news items of the week here on the show. Audience votes when you get sick and wrong care package. You can send your stories to sick and wrong podcast dot com. Submit them via Facebook, the Twitter, or even the sick and wrong forum. Wackley, we did get a few good. Uh, stories here for this week. Uh, before we get to that, here's a word from audible.com. If you're illiterate or have Down syndrome, but you still want to read a book, why not go to audible.com and get an audiobook? Audible has over 75,000 titles to choose from, with more being added all the time. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Wacker, the first story here for episode 321 came in from a guy named Stark Contrast. Hmm. That's a strange name. It's a very, uh, it's a very peculiar name there. Very, very powerful, this Stark Contrast. It's Stark Contrast to what? I don't know. I, I don't know. Leave, leave something for the imagination. Yeah, I, I like it. He writes, Hello, Dean Lance. 
Yet another Yellow Tooth UK listener here. Submitted a few articles before, never got read. Here's my article anyway. You can just tell he's like, this one's probably not going to be read any either. Um, it's your lucky day there, stark it's contrast. Stiff, a stiff upper lip. One day you'll get on the show, <laughs> and today is that day, my friend. Damn, those Iraqis must love their metal. Any chance of me being the sick and wrong chemist of the Swarm Corps? Depends. Uh, okay. Are you going to mix us up some drugs? Yeah, it depends. On, make, a, make a designer drug called like wacker yes. or something makes you feel like me. Just, like, see if it <laughs> pretty average makes you watch battlestar galactica and jack off a lot it's a great drug dude um many thanks for your hours of bounteous podcasting and the bodacious shirt stark contrast okay stark i liked your story here actually a few people sent this in but stark was the first one dozens not, not just one or two here. Dozens of Iraqi teenagers were stoned to death for emo haircuts. When you, I, I do love when the you talk about emos getting stoned, the, these ones weren't doing bong hits. Like they were like, like rocks were hurled at them till they died. Yeah, this is like the Middle East definition of stoned to death. Not just getting really, really the literal high. definition. That's what would happen here. Yeah, this is the, they were actually, this is like the biblical definition of right. being stoned to death, which uh, they still do over there in the Middle East. Iraqi activists sounded the bell over the killing of dozens of teenagers by religious police for having emo haircuts. Mm. 90 Iraqi teenagers with emo appearances. I do love how they keep using this term emo. This all pervasive term now. Is this the term that the Iraqis um, that were doing the stoning are using, or is this the term that the article is using? I think the Iraqi term for emo is emo. Yeah, it translates into emo. Um, he says uh, Iraqi teenagers with emo appearances have been stoned to death by the moral police in the country in the past month. The violent crackdowns against emo Iraqi teenagers came after the Iraqi interior ministry declared them all as devil worshippers. You know, that's a bit harsh. I would say, okay, you guys are maybe sartorially challenged. <laughs> you know, maybe your uh your your you don't you don't your hair is not you know, is what was it? it's like disproportionate. Well in Iraq I think they they like the maybe high and tight properly. on top, but then you like have a big hippie beard on the on the bottom on the face, right? It's confusing. Well, that's what I was wondering. Like, what hair is permissible in Iraq? Like, is a mullet cool? I think they'd probably let you have a mullet. Ponytail? Yeah, you're you're pushing it with the ponytail. So what is it? Buzz cut? Buzz in a cut big and beard? a big beard. That's what they like. That's that's just or, typical. I mean, I guess if you <laughs> <Buzz> have... <cut. laughs> I'm probably getting my countries mixed up, but if you have really long hair and you keep it tucked up under your turban, you can do that, right? So what is like uh so when you go to the supercuts in Iraq, I mean Supercut. what do you order? Like just Supercut. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I would just, just, one, just one I would go into the supercuts and be like, Could you cut my hair in a way that will not get me murdered by the state? <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, by the moral police. Um so uh, the, the emo phenomenon, or devil worshipping, is being probed by the moral police, who have the approval to eliminate it as soon as possible, since it's detrimentally affecting the society and becoming a danger. Um, I, I do love how the Middle East has like this Orwellian, like, fascistic police force that just goes out and just, I mean, just goes out and kills somebody based on their fashion sense. Well, I'm sure there's other things that they go out and kill people for also. 
Or if women show <laughs> if any drive skin. drive a car. Basically, if they just go leave the house, <laughs> if you're a woman and you leave the house, you'll probably get murdered by the moral police. There's nothing worse than being gay in uh, those countries, too. I mean, if uh, if you even if you're a guy and you listen to like a Barbara Streisand record, stone, stone to death. death. Don't go trying to have a meltdown, death. a gay meltdown in Iraq. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, James. Yeah, James Russell. You'd have been stoned to death. You know who wants to start a moral police? Santorum. You think? Have, you been, have you been hearing his crusade against pornography? I try not to listen to him. I mean, what the the pornography's pornography's banned through the Supreme Court. You pr- you basically cannot ban any pornography. It's could a president no. do that? I mean, if 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 like by some horrible twist of fate he became president, could he put through an executive order saying no more pornography no, in this country? Separation of powers. He can't. The president can't but, okay, overrule something goes, that the Supreme could, Court has decided. But let's say he loaded the uh, Supreme Court with uh, you know Republican judges, and uh, then he had like all these Republicans in the House and the Senate. And they decided to vote on I it guess. again. He's going to do this in his four-year term. Are you in eight years? He's got to to load up the Supreme Court with all of its own people and get the whole Congress elected over to his side. I don't think it's going to happen. Well, really, I mean, pornography has made us morally bankrupt, and there's no other problems really facing this no. country. So I can understand why he's doing this crusade. Why it's so important yeah. to him. I'd like to ban people bringing home their dead babies from the hospital and then keeping them in their house for a week. <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> that guy just really needs to masturbate a bit more and settle down. Um, the, the moral police here say that they, the emo kids wear strange, tight-fitting clothing that have pictures on them, such as skulls, and use stationery that are shaped as skulls. They also wear rings on their noses and tongues and do other strange activities, like listen to the cure. You know what the, You know would be kind of cool to do? It's just like kidnap one of these moral police guys and then just lock them in a hot yeah. topic. Just overnight. Her just face would melt off like happens. in uh, Indiana Jones. <laughs> this term emo has been um, stretched out. I'm not, and I'm not blaming just this article, but I think in the general society. Have you noticed this? Emo kind of applies to any yeah. kind of alternative... Thing where, where it used to be you had to listen to like emo sort of sad music right i don't even know what an emo band is the cure emo yeah they're, yeah the cure like would be considered seminal. emo but back in the day the cure is just considered right. alternative i don't know where the emo term originated from or what made it i know like there was a that screamo music that that, that really uh sad angry angry you know self-hating uh, music the screamo is a, an extension of emo of emo, yeah. I don't know what where the term emo came from. Emo's like probably an early aught term. I don't think it was around. But now people the 90s. now if somebody sees somebody with tattoos and or, or colored hair, they say, "Oh, that person's emo." But they might not listen to emo music. They might listen to punk rock or something, which is not necessarily emo. Yeah, no, they could listen to hardcore music. Which I would be quite upset if I was a punk rocker guy that had like you know long, you know longer colored hair and someone was calling me or like a nose ring and someone was calling. Didn't me some emo. guy yell that yell offended. at me when we were riding our bicycles, you and I, on one of our boys' day out? Didn't some guy yell from a car that I was emo? Our tandem bike. Like he said, like nice glasses, emo or something that. like that. And I was like, I'm fucking 35, <laughs> you ass. And those aren't very emo glasses. Those are more like. Kind of rapist. I still rue that day. (laughs) (laughs) 
So the Iraqi activists say here that a group of armed men dressed in civilian clothing led the teenagers to uh, secluded areas a few days ago, stoned them to death, and then disposed of their bodies in garbage dumpsters across the capital in Baghdad. And what's nice about this story is they actually go into detail about how you stone somebody. So I always thought you bury them, like the the real biblical stone is you bury them up to their neck and then just stone away. Everybody just tosses stones at your head. I would bury them up to their waist because... I don't throw that well. <laughs> Just to hit somebody's tiny head would be difficult. I'd want a bigger target. Well, isn't that what they said they did for women? They bared their waist, and if the women got out, they were allowed to get free. Yeah, oh, I do remember free that. Themselves. Kind they of, they yeah. were free, but the men are up to their uh, up to I think their shoulders or their or their their heads. Well, this seems like a, a variation of the like a, maybe a I don't know like they modernized the stoning technique here. First, they throw concrete blocks at the boy's arms, then at his legs. Then the final blow is to the head. And if he's not dead by then, they just start all over again. So it's arms first, legs, then head. Uh-huh. Um, the exact death toll of the emos are unclear, but there's between 90 and 100. I, I can't imagine there being that many more emos in Iraq other than those 90 and 100. So I think they vanquished Well, them I all. thought earlier on you said that um, a dozen kids had died, but 90 or 100 had been abducted. Dozens. Oh, dozens. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So uh, activists said that leaflets were distributed in Baghdad, warning teenagers from donning the emo style. And in some regions, teenage homosexuals were killed by battering their heads also by concrete blocks. So it's, uh, I guess there are many uses for concrete. In, uh, in well, I think Iraq they get area. all those concrete blocks because we like bomb the shit out of their buildings. <laughs> all that's left is just a pile of those blocks. <laughs> so they're handy. It kind of sucks, though. That, I mean, everybody has to have the same haircut over there. I'm I'm not a big fan of emo haircuts either, but I think stoning them is a big Emo extreme. is kind of the big bang look, right, I guess? It kind of goes over the ears and everything. Long bangs in the front that goes uh-huh. over the face, uh-huh. over the eyes. But then it's kind of all, it's kind of yeah, like a beetle haircut. Because I used to have that haircut, but it was short in the back. It's moppish. It was like a skater haircut when I was in high school, maybe junior high. It's almost a reverse of a mullet. In the mullets party in the business up front, party in the back. This would be party up front. But I don't think it's so business in the back anymore. I think it's just kind of like a beetle haircut now. Shaved. Kind of, but it's disproportionate. It's like it's angular. It's like a. Yes, I hate it. It's on a bias. You're you're right. Hmm. Haircut talk. Kind of. Yeah, my frizzy Jufro doesn't grow like that, or I'd have that. So I could try to attract younger babes. I'm just going to keep this haircut. What do you have here for the second story for episode 321? Uh, this has happened in New Jersey. I found the story myself for once. I liked it because of the headline that was very simple and direct. I liked it because I thought you liked it because there's like four right, but then when I went back to, to print it, the newspaper had added more sentences to the story. So I, I liked it before when it was brief, but whatever. Now I'm stuck with it. It's almost I'm like not a haiku. Tell the title because it'll give it away, but you'll find out soon enough. Two, yeah, it is like a haiku. You know, you don't add sentences to the haiku because there's not enough detail. That's what they did here. The details and the interpretation. 
There, uh, there's a two-year-old, uh, and the, she's only being identified by the name J or the initials JC, but they have identified her mother, Marina Matthias, um, who reported this little girl missing uh, before shortly before 5 p.m. on Monday. She had been playing in the yard with four siblings. <laughs> who knows how many siblings she actually has in total? Probably a lot. Uh, sure. Well, so the cops come out. They start looking for her, right? Uh, she, she just disappeared. disappeared. I don't know. She did. Didn't the mom ask the other kids, like, you know, what happened to your your sister? She's only two. Were they playing musical? I don't chairs? think they have chairs <laughs> to be musical with. Could be extreme musical chairs. I think this family's quite poor. But uh, so they came out, mm. looked around for actually two hours, two and a half hours, because by the time they found her, the girl it was seven thirty p.m. And it uh, seems that they found her uh, in the septic tank. <laughs> you know, the shit tank, where if you don't have a sewer connection, you uh, they bury this big tank under your yard, and then your shits just go in there. What I don't understand about that, it's so is this usually in a trailer, or is it just kind of... I, I, I grew up in a house at one time in a septic house. tank. We were just sort of not connected... We're far enough out from town that we weren't connected to the sewer system. It's a pretty big tank, and I think, I think like you only have to have it like pumped out like once every five years. So you really don't think about it. That was my second question. So you hire a service to come over there and just pump and just clean it, yeah. empty it out. That's a thankless <laughs> it's, job. It's, yeah, it probably makes a lot of money. You got to have the truck. It's not like you're hand pumping it. You know, you get this big truck with a big hose on it, and you just put the hose down there, and it takes care of the work for you. God, I can't imagine anything Usually, worse than that. Like, even go if, ahead. but even if they're gonna, you know, you get paid sixty bucks an hour to do it, I still couldn't do that. Man, you drive this. Listen, you drive this big truck. the The hose is like on like a crane. It goes down the hole. You turn the pump on, and you sit there and you smoke cigarettes. And check your iPhone for an hour. Okay, and and then the pump gets jammed, and then you got to go in there and, and clear out the clog, and then all out of nowhere, five year feces just shoots in your face. True. That's a possibility. I'm sure that's happened that's at least once. That's a that's an occupational hazard. I just don't want to do. Normally, with that. there's not a big hole in the yard <laughs> that leads down into the tank. That's probably one thing I should point out. Usually, there's not a three foot wide hole in the yard that leads to the tank. Usually you keep, because, you know, it, stink, it stinks. And if there's a hole, then it's just going <laughs> to smell up your entire yard and probably home. So you want to keep that thing closed. Do you think the kids, do you think the kids lived in fear of that hole? Apparently the hole? not fearful enough, because this girl walked over to the hole and fell in it. It's three feet wide. You know, toys were strewn about the yard of the ramshackle property. That's probably a key word, ramshackle. Uh, and the front door of the small house was open. Um, here's another sign that this family is not doing so hot. They said that there was a man who was renting a room from the house in the house from uh, the mom and dad. So they're renting the house. They've got like four or more kids living there with them, and they just take, decide to take on a male lodger. That's never a good idea. Well, you know, he's helping just what, uh, to rape the children, know, save some money there. <laughs> How old was this little kid he was that two. disappeared? This Down guy who wants to live with them, who is the lodger, uh, he won't say his name because he fears retaliation. 
from the family, I guess. It seems like they would know who the renter was <laughs> that they were renting a room to. And because the article identifies him as the renter, I feel like they're going to know who he is. But he says that uh, he had no idea that the the opening, which once again is three feet wide, is big enough for the girl to fall down. He, he didn't realize that. So I assume the family didn't realize that she could probably sw- slip into a three foot wide hole and drown. Well, she's not like two years old unless she was an obese, um, impoverished maybe. child. You never here. know. You know, it, as like a sibling or maybe a parent of this kid, this unfortunate kid, at just two years of age, it's not even that long, they probably have other mouths to feed. And if the kid fell into a big pool of shit, I don't know if I'd go down She did fall into her. a big pool of shit, but... Uh, okay, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like if I was outside, they're like, oh my God, where's the baby? And then, yeah. oh, really? How mm. long has she been down there? <laughs> I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to sit in here and watch Judge Judy and just sort of forget what's going on out there. <laughs> the property owners are Catherine and Thomas Feeks of uh, Sunnyside, New York. They tried to get it. Like people who wrote this article tried to get a hold of them, but the call was not returned. <laughs> they probably don't have a phone. Well, these are the property owners. I think they're just slumlords. Oh. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, so maybe they should have covered up the hole or told the kids not to go near the hole. But they failed to do that, and now the kid is dead. The, the, I always love when you hear stories along these lines of like the the ground above the septic tank becomes just um, almost like yeah. quicksand. Then, then I then I'd feel and a little bit more sympathy, into it. right? But clearly, the uh, these people knew yeah. about the hole. God, that's got to be a, a really just horrible. The brief way uh, headline that caught my eye. Now that you guys know the story is. Autopsy. New Jersey girl, two, found in septic tank, drowned. <laughs> they, have, they have pictures of the house. It's not the, very glamorous, as you can, can imagine. What do you think the mortician had to say about this? I ain't cleaning off that shitty baby. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> not again. <laughs> Is there like a tank of like a five-gallon drum of water that they can just like dunk the kid in and like swirl it around to get all the shit off before they have to do the autopsy well, who goes down there and retrieves the the corpse that's a, that's a whole nother job yeah i think they probably just have a big oh stick God. with a hook on the end yeah or like you know one of those crane things the crane game play those games grab the stuffed animals did you get a baby yeah, no i got some game. more shit <laughs> try <laughs> put in another quarter <laughs> It looks like a used condom stuck on a Told tampon. Don't you have to flush condoms down but, the uh, toilet? <laughs> or tampons. People, you can decide who won episode 321. Go vote. Sickandwrongpodcast.com. Wacker, got a few phone calls. Sickandwrong hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. Um, before we get to that, here's a word from our beloved sponsor, adamandeve.com. Hey, kids. Do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. All right, Wacker, the first call here is, is about a date that, well, it didn't necessarily go awry, but uh, something unexpected occurred. Hey, fucktards. Uh, I have a little comment about that chick that called in last week about being inebriated. 
not only did I bring out a girl on the first date when she was drunk to begin with, but we got further drunk at the fancy restaurant, as, as Dee called it. But I fed her some really good... What fancy restaurant do you think he took her to? Olive Garden? Red Lobster? TGI Fridays. Ooh, this is definitely a TGI Fridays. I've been pretty... I've gotten pretty drunk at a TGI Fridays I believe before. I have, too. I mean, there's... Pictures uh, of beer. They have a lot of, like... Yeah, they have a lot... But they also have a lot of fancy drinks, too. Like, because uh, I'm... When I go to TJF Fridays, I'm a girl drink drunk. Well, now that you bring that up, that you know where I've been really drunk is uh, Chevy's, the te- the California Chevy's restaurant, because they make those margaritas that are like the size of a KFC bucket. The the Cadillac Chevy's margarita, yeah, and they all and they're, and they're always I've pushing that large that. size. You're like, I'll have a margarita, the uh, classic one. Would you like the large? And you're like, I guess, yeah. And it comes out, and it's the size of a toilet bowl. You could yeah. drown in it. You could literally commit suicide right. at your table at Chevy's. Yeah. Well, I, maybe I think this guy probably took it to TGI Fridays. It's fancy. Wine and men dine them, then 69 them. Did Wheeler Dude, teach you that? I always knew she was skinny, but I didn't really <laughs> that's, that's Wheeler's motto. <laughs> he has a tattooed on his leg. <laughs> He's got it like thug style tattooed across right. his stomach about it until like you know we got back to her place and uh i heard some retching sounds from her bathroom so not only did she get rid of all the liquor that i fed her and she fed herself but she got rid of all the food and then she told me about an hour later that uh yeah she was anorexic so yeah spent all that money for fucking nothing but good news i got laid anyway so fuck it talk to you later her breath must have spelled great i wonder what her yeah, <laughs> I wonder what her uh, when he like uh, actually gave her like tongue full tongue mm-hmm. kiss. If any chunks of like Oreo madness came out, it's just as good on the way back out. Yeah, By the way, that's called bulimia, bad. not anorexia. Yeah. <laughs> There's a slight difference. But. I wonder. Do you think the girl told him that she was anorexic and didn't even know the definition of her own condition? Maybe. Or do you think he's mixing? She it might up be here? mixed up. A mixed up kid. You know, I don't see that many faults with dating someone with anorexia. I mean, if you think about it, you never have to take them out to dinner. If you do, what are they going to get? And they're barely anything more than an appetizer. They probably only need like one or two drinks for their wasted. Yeah, that, you're, you're not talking skinny. about a, a real anorexic isn't eating or drinking anything. They eat like a cracker a week. Okay, well, all right. You know, even this, uh, well, the bulimic girl will kind of piss me off. Here, I'll tell you some, I'll tell you some down points. <laughs> First of all, no ass, no tits. The they grow hair on their face, you know that, right? Because it fucks with their hormones. So they're Well, you're talking about a girl who's severely anorexic. You're I'm just, just talking about a light eater. Moderately anorexic. <laughs> yeah, you know, she doesn't eat that oh, much. Okay. Maybe one meal a yeah, day. But and typically I mean you're anorexic because all you ever think about is what you look like, so you know, fuck off, you narcissistic cunt. That's what I have to say about it. Yeah, that could be. But you, you don't find Allie McBeal no, not at all? She looks like a candy apple. She's got a giant head and a small, she, tiny body. If she was in your bathroom and said, I'll give you a hand job, but first let me puke up my roast beef sandwich, you wouldn't take yeah, that Yeah, but that's not job? the same thing as asking me if I'm attracted to her. Yeah, that's true. That's just opportunity. 
opportunity. And job opportunity. I don't know. I said go with the bulimic bitch there, dude. Like you'd save some, well, I would try to convince her to actually be an anorexic because then you'd save money. With bulimia, it seems like all your money's going down the drain. Yeah, but I think bulimia is worse because then you have to deal with you know the horrible breath. Her teeth are all going to be all fucked Ugh. up from all the gastric acid. Yeah, terrible. All right, here's a second call. Is about a birthday prank. Hey, second wrong. This is Alex from Michigan. I was listening to episode uh, three nineteen where you guys were talking about birthdays. And, uh, yeah, for my birthday, my friend got drunk the night before and couldn't even go out to the bar with me. So for his birthday, I decided... Sounding a bit emo, that yeah, guy. Yeah, my friend couldn't even come out. Oh, oh. <laughs> my friend didn't take me out. It's like, why don't you just go to the bar by yourself, dude? Tell girls it's your birthday. Maybe they'll show you your t- yeah. their tits. Quit being such an Eeyore. I mean... Yeah. More Tigger. <laughs> Turn that frown upside down, dude. To buy a deck of Leatherman playing cards, which pretty much just has like a bunch of dudes with their dogs hanging out, showing butthole, like leather hats and shit. <laughs> leather so hats? I bought a pack of those. That's the best description of a Leatherman playing card set. Bunch of dogs hanging out, buttholes and leather hats. Can you make hats. that a ringtone for Jeffrey? <laughs> I think I should get this for Jeff's birthday. Actually, as a matter of fact, this kind of sounds like all the art that's in my brother's right. apartment. If you ever go over there, every he's got all these posters. They're just basically dudes in leather hats, just full-on dongs hanging out. Showing their buttholes. Some of them have buttholes, and there's lots of dongs. Like, that's the one thing my brother loves is, like, dong sculptures, which, which is funny to me. I mean, you know, whatever. You can have that if you want, but it's not like... I have my entire house decorated in vaginas. Not your entire house. You know, just the corner. <laughs> I don't have like. I, okay, I have the vagina room, the vagina worship room, where I worship at the altar of the vulva. But you know, the rest of the house doesn't have just like pictures of naked chicks like spreading their lips all over the every, you know every square inch of my living room. Yep, <laughs> you've really grown up. I don't know. <laughs> but when you're teenage, teenage boys no, but- do that though, right? Yeah, but gay dudes can do that, and they're like, "Oh my god, that's a brilliant, brilliant picture you have there. Who painted that?" You know, it's it's yeah. cool. Like it's like that's like aesthetically well, pleasing. But in the straight community, you bring a girl back to your house and you got a bunch of titty posters all over. She's gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Straights dude? are more sexually repressed. That's why they certainly are. And went into his apartment when he was at work, hid them all over his room. When he first found out about it, because I put one underneath his pillow, and he searched his room, just tearing it apart for like three or four hours, finding him in books and like <laughs> dirty clothes all over the place. Really? But uh, yeah, it's been about a month now. He found uh, forty-two out of fifty-four. Wow, joke. Gonna take him a while. Thought you guys would like that story. Bye. <laughs> Three or four hours? I, I mean, I, I guess I must just be extremely lazy because I would probably look for maybe one minute to get the obvious ones. Like, oh, there's one on the dresser. This one's under the pillow. Eh, there's probably some other stuff elsewhere, but I'm not too worried about it. It's like a gay Easter yeah. egg hunt. I'd almost just kind of leave it, and then if when people come over and they're like, well, "What's this?" Oh, um, long story, dude. 
It means you win a prize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what's the prize? Well, you get to keep that card. <laughs> you get buggered. No, it's, it's a pretty. I, I love how this is what. So the guy didn't go out. He flaked on his friend because he was too hungover to go out to the bar, and so his friend just gets his gay leather dude revenge. Yeah. Seems a bit harsh. It seems a bit it? fishy. There might be some subtext I maybe there, like, right? Yeah, I think there's something going on here. I don't know. I mean, what I, what I find funny about it though is where did he get the gay leatherman cards? Like, where did he procure these? AdamandEve.com. <laughs> Coupon called Diddle. He either went to Adam and Eve, or he went to like you know that. Remember that place, Purple Peeps, the Velvet Touch. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Spencer's Gifts. Spencer's Gifts. I bet you he probably went to Spencer's Gifts. I wonder if they have... They didn't have full-on butthole nudity cards. I believe that they had an area of the store that was closed off to the likes of me because I was under 18. You know, I was probably 12 years old. I used to go in there and look at all the crazy crap they had. And I remember there being a section that I wasn't allowed in. The porn section? The naughty section. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Do they even have Spencer Gifts around anymore? I don't think so. The internet, the internet makes a store like that useless. Yeah, obsolete. I remember going there though as a kid, and yeah, and I don't remember there being a porn section, but I do remember being very excited to flip through the posters. Remember they have the, the yeah. all those posters? They're just like people have naked no idea what we're talking about. Like bikinis. You know <laughs> so it yeah, was no, like no, before no, the internet, don't. the store it would be in the mall, and it <laughs> it was like sort of greasy. Uh, but it's still just, like, all the crazy shit that only, like, you know, teenage boys would want. Like, blacklight posters. Lava lamps. Lava lamps. Lava any lamps. kind of crazy, like, shit. Maybe, okay, teenage boys and stoners, probably. I would say college kids, maybe. Even, like, well, even then. I, by, by college, I was kind of out of that point. But they had lots of neon Novelty shit, Novelty t-shirts. Like, those little, those little plastic... Yeah, uh, I don't even know what you call it, but a little plastic guy that's made of rubber and you squeeze him and his eyes pop out and his ears pop out, that sort of shit. The stress yeah. dude thing. Yeah, yeah. Just novelty little trinkets, that kind of thing. Yeah, so that's that. But they also had like a but they also had like a sexual theme like sexual theme yeah. gifts. Like if you're having a bachelorette party, you can go get like dick erasers for your pencils exactly. or something. But now with the internet, you just you know, order they, that stuff. You know, from Amazon, and it comes right to your house. You don't have to be seen inside Spencer's gifts. Yeah. Whereas, I wonder, I would just have, I just would have loved to have been like the uh, the, the clerk that was selling this guy the Leather Daddy cards. Which I imagine in San Francisco, it doesn't it happens all the time. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Nobody but bets like this, this dude is probably somewhere in Michigan. And the guy's like, oh, so, oh, you're getting this for your friend. Okay, birthday He print. probably did yeah. go to the Velvet sure. Touch. Yeah, on uh, ninety four there, in between like Kalamazoo yeah. and what Jackson or something. That place, I always, I always found that place to be just exceptionally. Yeah, it's creepy. gross. I mean, they um, had actual jack off yeah, booths and everything there, right? Yeah, I think they did. I think they had spank booths. I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if I mean it's funny to me that places like that still exist. You know, there's some just they're diehard like, people out there that um. 
truckers. Yeah, well, or you know, even a trucker can can download porno to his laptop and just jerk off to that. But I think there's some guys who've who've been jerking off in those jack off booths all their lives, and they know that they could get porn on the computer. But this is they like to go and jack off in that booth. It's yeah. old school. I've never found like those places to be as creepy as an actual porno theater. See, I think and that there I think some it's of more those creepy. In, uh, then wait to be in a big room with a bunch of perverts oh, that are just jacking I off. Thought you were, next I thought to you, you were talking about like uh, the lusty lady, where you're in a booth, no, the but there's an lady, actual real girl a, dancing I, behind the glass. I think it's way creepier to put a quarter in a machine and get like a three minute bit of some gross seventies yeah, porn. You. you know. And meanwhile, there's just semen just caked all over the screen. It's just gross, dude. The whole thing is gross. But um, anyway, there's a good birthday prank there. I'm sure you enjoyed it. <laughs> all right, there's the last call. It's actually kind of funny because it took me on a trip down memory lane. Very nostalgic. Hey, sick and wrong. This is Connor from Virginia. Yeah. This kid sounds like he's like 11, doesn't he? too young to be listening to the show just go to spencer's yeah, gifts kid they probably still have them in virginia homestayment yeah, they probably do sunshine yeah uh, i have a couple things to say one a really bad trip i had it was like a month ago um it was like uh i was with friends and we went to the like this middle school, there's just this random shack on, like, the edge of the property or something, so we just did it behind there. But it was at night, and for some reason, I get really paranoid at night. And so I'm not super close to my house, and so, like, I was supposed to be home in, like, two hours. But I was, like, getting so paranoid, and I was just, like, worrying and everything. Like, my friend's... It's like the worst kid to ever trip on <laughs> Don't acid. Don't trip with. on it. Scared? He's scared of Don't night. Don't trip on acid when you're 11 years old. <laughs> look, look what it does to your brain. I know. I mean, you're you're really too young to be doing acid. Number one. Number two. If you're scared of night, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's like it's what else? Like, I just wind wouldn't. The breeze. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's just a recipe for disaster. If you're scared of the elements, you know. That I started crying or something. I don't really know. And Jesus. I don't even remember bits and pieces. I remember walking. I remember having to be, like, held up by my friends because, like, I... Dude, he's worse than a woman. Have you ever tripped with uh, tripped with girls that flip out and start crying and then you got to, like... Girls and guys. Just, I've tripped with down. girls and guys who've done that, so... I, I guess I have too, but I, mean, I just remember tripping with guys. I lose patience. Girls, guys, chance, guys, you, know, you just leave. You're like, uh, goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go okay, some later, somewhere dude. Else. You are fucking with my trip. The girl, yeah. you got to calm down. Like, no, it's not a good idea to call your no. parents. No, it's not a good idea to go go to the hospital. No, nope, no, nope. let's just hang out here and listen have to some more pot. <laughs> That's not my hand on your chest. <laughs> So, yeah, what was the second thing I was going to say? Aww. Wow. Now that's it. Um, you I feel like I'm here, an N, uh, Narcotics Anonymous. That, was, that wasn't even funny. It was like a confessional <laughs> story. 
You know, it made me think, though. Uh, do you remember the first time you ever did acid? Yes. Yeah, I totally remember because I was in, I think I was a sophomore in, I think it was between my freshman and sophomore year of high school. So I must have been around 15 because uh, me and my friend Kessler at the time took a Greyhound bus for some fucking God known reason. I don't know why we did that. To Chicago, from Bay City, Michigan to Chicago. It took like 14 hours. It was just a horrible, horrible trip. And we get over there and we get to, we weren't tripping on the bus. We were smoking a lot of weed. But then we, we ended up getting to Chicago and surprised my brother, who was like totally like in bed. We like totally opened up the door, like, hey, because his door was open. And we like totally opened the door his bedroom. And it's like maybe, I don't know, got there like uh-huh. eight in the morning. Like surprise, and he's in bed with like two dudes. Two dudes. <laughs> we're just like, oh, yeah. We're just like, uh, sorry. And we're this is back in Jeffrey's salad days when he was in his prime. Yeah, this was like I would say what early nineties, probably mid twenties or he was something. Just, just had moved to Chicago. Jeff was like big into the club kid scene, so he was like totally. Wait, you you were fifteen, all so Jeff dudes. must have been like nineteen or twenty, right? Yeah, he was like twenty, so. uh yeah, it was right after he just moved to Chicago. Maybe, yeah. So it was, Jeff would have been 20. 21, maybe. A young, maybe hot gay man in was. Chicago. And dude, he was like full on into the club kid scene. Like all the club kids that he used to hang out with. It was just, it was just like big into ecstasy and raves and all that. And so anyway, we're sitting there. One of his buddies comes out and was like, you guys want some acid? And I remember being kind of scared. My friend Kessler's like, yeah, sure. What, what kind? kind? What an and I was ass. like, I didn't even know there were kinds. He didn't either. He's just trying <laughs> he to be goes, cool. Well, we, he was like, well, I have this. And it was like Alice in Wonderland acid. It was just had like a little picture of the caterpillar on it. They used to, I don't even know if they still do that anymore. I haven't seen acid in years. I'm sure they, st- I'm sure they still like, name it. I mean, I, I, even when I knew that there were different kinds, I thought that was bullshit. Yeah, like, I, wow, I mean, how I was it? At the well, time I tripped my like, balls off. <laughs> oh, really? But what was it like? Yeah, I, mean, I don't what, fucking know. I was tripping. Difference? I was super high. I always thought the Beavis and Butthead acid was aptly titled because that drug will make you <laughs> retarded. It just will. If you do it enough, it will make you retarded. But so anyway, we ended up uh, going out getting fucking wasted. And I couldn't believe my brother is actually a little upset about it. But I remember we just did it and just wandered the streets of Chicago. I got, I got kicked out of a mall, the Water Tower Mall, dragged out by security for, for calling a clown a pederast. And some guy was making balloon animals, and I kept calling him a pederast, and the security dragged us out. At one point, we were in like Lake Michigan, and I thought it was like mercury, and there was silver all over me. It's just gross. gross. Yeah, I can see why your brother would be angry. And then, Hanging out with somebody who's on hallucinogenic drugs while you're not is pretty much one of the worst things of all time. Well, he was angry because his friend gave us that, sold us that acid. And he was just like, what the fuck, dude? My brother's only like 16 or 15. And, you know, that's just bullshit. You shouldn't be doing that, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I guess he was upset that we wandered around the city. I mean, for hours, just fucking high out of our minds. Didn't even know mm-hmm. Chicago. And I've been there maybe a few times. Boys Town. But it was, all in all, it was a pretty... A pretty fun experience. I didn't cry because it became nightfall. Oh my god, it's dark outside. The bur- oh, there's a sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's frightening me. Hold me. But did, do you remember though when you when you first did it? Was it a, was it a scary, frightening? No, experience? it became it became Trauma scary music? the more times you did it. And I wouldn't say scary. I would say a drag. 
Because the more times I did it, yeah. the more I would just start thinking about, like, you know, my future and what the fuck I was doing with my I life. And that's when life's problems. Because you're older at that point. Well, yeah, now. and you're getting towards in the college, end of college yeah. and you're like, have to start thinking about what the fuck you're going to do when you graduate. I think young Connor here is a little too young to be doing uh, LSD right now. But when he's like, you know, living in his parents' basement, when he's like maybe a junior in high school, that's when he should be sure. doing it. Because you have no worries, no responsibilities. Get fucked up, hang out, have fun, listen to actual good music. He's probably listening to Chris Brown or Justin See, but Bieber. towards the end of high school, you have similar worries because you got to be like, oh, what am I, I got to get into a college or I got to go get a job. I think at the beginning of college is the best time because you still sort of think that your life is going to be great at that point. And, and graduation is four, three years away, maybe five if you're on that sort of a plan. That's the that's the that's yeah, the, the weight key of the time. world. Sophomore year, freshman year. The weight of the world hasn't crushed your yeah. shoulders yet. Yeah, that's probably that's probably a good idea actually. So so wait until the first year of college, then experiment with drugs. You can stay that's in your dorm room with the lights record. on. You don't have to be scared of dark. Listen to Pink Floyd for the first time, Dark Side of the Moon, and just think it's the best album you've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, here's like a pro tip: it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> you'll realize that two years later that there are way better albums but anyway people call the Sigmund hotline 206-666-3846 uh wackerly i was recently on the sick and wrong forum actually i just posted a uh, link on the forum to the uh sick and wrong pinup page on our website so people can go vote there but um people you can also go to sick and Click on media, and then you'll get to the the page of all the hot, sexy, sick and wrong pinup chicks wearing the quad tees. Only one shows full nudity. Uh, but anyway, when yeah, I, don't, I know there is there is some nudity though, which is kind of nice. But anyway, I was on the forum and I noticed the retro porn thread, and it's kind of a hot thread. There's only three pages. I kind of hope that it builds into something more. I kind of like retro porn. Yeah, there's some good there's some good Tumblr of, pages out hipster? there full of retro porn. Some that are ran, ran by uh, former of me? listeners or current listeners that but that aren't on the forum that much. But I'm saying, is that hipster of me to like retro porn? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I like I like Bush. That's why I like it. Well, I noticed one thing. I noticed when you ever discuss porn with girls. Most girls don't like gonzo style porn where it's like as many dicks as possible in every single hole that the girl has. Well, or like the porn they where they're sort of simulating like most... that the girl is 13 years old. Yeah. Most girls tend to like retro porn. They're all like, oh, I kind of like 70s mm-hmm. porn because girls are natural. <laughs> and so I think it's like it's become this like hipster thing. Like a hipster, if you're going to watch porn, you'll be hip and watch retro yeah. porn. But I haven't honestly, been in that thread. Like, is it actual videos or is it just photography? Yeah, photography. That's another thing. That's another thing. Girls ah. like photography. I'm not. I'm. I'm they not, like I'm photography not at the point anymore where I can beat off to a a photo. It's it's hard for me. I kind of need a video. unless it's a if it's a personal Definitely. picture that somebody sent me, I reserve the right to beat off to that. And it has an S and W on the labia. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but like but like a playboy spread you know what i mean i'm not i can't jerk off of that too boring dude i you know i need 
I, you know, it's like my senses have been, it's just, I've been so desensitized to that. I guess if, like, I hadn't jacked off in, like, two months. Oh, yeah, then of I course. Could. Like, if you were in Iraq. You know. If I was in Iraq or, like, hanging out with Rick Santorum. I'd just standing like, behind the tank. Santorum's political committee. Just cranking it out <laughs> to, like, you know, the same photo that I've been looking at for my entire tour, and it's all crinkled and faded. Exactly. People, go check out the Sick and Wrong Forum. com. Click on Forum. Uh, also, thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes. You know, we were in the What's Hot category like three days this week. So keep us in the What's Hot category because both Wackley and I are definitely hot. I would say we're My hot entire self, so sense by, of self-worth depends on, on clicking on iTunes on if we're and in what's myself hot. in the What's Hot category. So yeah, don't, don't dash his dreams here, people. Just go subscribe, rate, and comment to uh, Sick and Wrong in iTunes. And also, as I mentioned before, the Sick and Wrong Quarto T in full effect right now. You can vote on your favorite Sick and Wrong pinup chick. They're all sexy, and they're all they all look super hot. And I posted all the pictures on our website. So sickandwrongpodcast.com, Click on media and go to the SF, SW Pinup Girl Contest. There's a voting poll on the right side of the page. You can only vote once, so don't try to cheat. <laughs> Also, if you want, just go get your own Quado T. We still have quite a few left. Stickerroompodcast.com. Click on store. Stickerroom Song of the Week came in from a guy who calls himself Dead Baby Buffet. He says, hey, Dean Lance, I'm hoping you'll accept this track as my contribution for Song of the Week. This was an entirely spontaneous and improvised performance at the end of a recording session of my mate's band. The band is called the Mexican Teenagers. And I would encourage everyone to check out their music. Search Facebook for Mexican teenagers. <laughs> There's probably a to, lot of Mexican teenagers on Facebook. <laughs> specify the one that's the band. I need to go and buy some more categories now as I'm running a little low. All the breast, dead baby buffet. What does that mean? So, th- No, no, he breast. has to buy more categories? I think it's in reference to some guy who says he he's a category oh, buyer. Right. Remember yeah, that, that, that wrote in a, that sent in a story. It's some English thing. I don't know. Right. Limey thing. And we don't understand. So the song's called Shit in My Mouth. And it's actually kind of a funky song about shit. It reminds me of the band James Chance and the Contortions. But what's funny about it is these guys are obviously Irish or English or something. And I think they're obsessed with Mexicans. Did you just? Did you just? Because they don't you have just any Mexicans. Name drop. You're trying to describe this band to the listeners, and you name dropped a, a, another band that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah, probably. That's no very emo that of you. <laughs> now you have to say what they sound like with a band that maybe somebody's heard of before. When they well, remind me, if you ever listen to James Chance. And the contortions. Go, go search James Chance and the contortions well, on Facebook. Well, to that point, they'll just search for the Mexican teenagers. They both sound to kind of sound like Bob Seger. All right, folks. There, that's somebody that somebody's heard it's, of. It's but it's it's funky. It's like in the vein of James Brown, but they're singing about shitting okay. in your mouth. But but what's funny about this song, if you listen to it. They, they keep talking about walking through San Jose and Mexicans. I'm like, they must be obsessed with Mexican culture because they never get to see it. They never deal with Mexicans. There aren't a lot of Mexicans in Ireland, I don't think. I think eventually well, there will eventually. be. Eventually yeah. we'll all be eventually the same color. Eventually there will be. Yeah. Sooner or later. 
Anyway, we're going to end the show with uh, Shit in My Mouth by the Mexican Teenagers. I dig this song. Thanks, Deb Baby Buffet, for sending it in. People will be back next week with episode 322. Till then, take a sleazy.